because anybody that, unless you start off with like a million dollar loan from your dad or somebody, you know, then, you know, hey, entrepreneurship is the coolest thing on the planet. you got capital. You can come to the bank and say, hey, look, I got a million to start with. I need your my million to match your five million. And, you know, now you're doing business, right? You're scalability. But if you don't start with that and you just start with a little bit more humble beginnings, it is like climbing Mount Everest. But there is a satisfaction in being free that the other way, the corporate way can't give you. Greg, what was that pivoting point for you? Like when you came to the decision, it was like, you know what? This is cool, but it's not what I envisioned. What was that moment for you? When I got through reading Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I was getting my master's degree in business and I read that book and realized, hey, there's something better out there. What's up? I'm super pumped. Just got done with another workout. It's your boy, CMK33, connect me on Instagram. And on the business page, it's CMK underscore global. You know how I get through it. You know how I get that pump look. <laughs> Best pre-workout on the market. www.cvmkglobal.store. Y'all, welcome back to another episode of the CVMK show because it is what it is. I am your host. You're watching the best podcast show on God's planet. You know what? I'm the best podcast host. Connect with your boy at YouTube at CVMK. Four letters, one word. CVMK. Well, what does that stand for? My initials, fool. Cody Vernon, Marshall Kelly is really simple. CVMK. Hit us up on the gram. CVMK underscore global. It is what it is. Underscore show. And you want to connect with me personally on the ground. CVMK 33. Look, we have an amazing, an amazing episode, right? It's 2024. We want you to win in 2024. So we're bringing on leaders, leaders of all different niches, all different sects, so that you can have the expertise and you can have the groundwork and the encouragement and motivation to get to your goals. So I brought on somebody that I think is going to be fantastic, right? The thing about podcasting, you become a member of a lot of different groups and communities, right? Trying to connect and trying to find voices that either intersect what you're saying, parallel, at times contrast, but I think provide a different light to your audience. So, you know, I was on this uh, channel, on this group, in this group, I should say, let's reach out to it. I'm, like, I'm reading this person's background. I'm like, you know, Greg Moore, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I see like franchisee, you know, expert doing this, doing that. I'm like, you know, that's interesting, you know, because I'm seeing a lot of people get into the franchise world and trying to expand their, you know, business portfolio. And I think that's cool. I just don't know enough about it. So I brought on somebody who do who does know enough about it. So the CBK family, please welcome Greg Moore. Greg, how you doing today? Excellent, Cody. I appreciate you having me on your show. I appreciate you being here. Well, look, hope you had a fantastic holiday. Uh, the holiday is always great. It's a great time to understand what the reason for the season is, you know, see family and always gain weight. So that's always the cool thing. <laughs> so, look, for them that don't know, Greg, they might not be familiar with your story. If you could br- provide a brief background into who and what you are, then we'll get into it. I appreciate that, Cody. Thank you very much. So what I do is people come to me when they 
or wanting to get into franchising, but they don't know how to go about doing it. Sure. It can be very confusing with the number of franchises that are out there. As a franchise consultant, we don't charge any fees for our services. The franchisors pay us a referral fee if you decide to invest in one of the franchises we introduce you to. I'm not here to convince you that franchising is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Sure. For some people, it's not. I'm here to educate you, to help you along that path, to help you figure out which franchise would be the right franchise for you and to give you information about how to go about investing it, investing in it, how to investigate it, and mostly really narrow down the possibilities. There's like 5,000 different franchises in the U.S. So I'm here to get to know you, find out what your criteria is, find out where have you been, where are you at now, where do you want to be, and then I come up with franchise opportunities where those franchises are looking for people just like you, and you are looking for franchises just like them, and I take you through the entire investigation process. I like that. You know, I've heard a lot about uh, this franchisee kind of methodology. You know, I was scrolling through Facebook, you know, as I do, right? And I I see somebody I'm not close to, but you know, you're connected. I mean, I mean, how can you be close to? Honestly, if you if you have a circle over a hundred people, you're not close to all of them. So you know, it's that's just the way it is. But I see this person post, hey, you know, just opened up. Uh, I want to say Ann's Pretzels or something like that in the mall. Just became a franchisee owner, you know, where our launch date is. It's like the end of January, something like that. You know, come check us out. Now, you know, obviously I liked it. I like to see people win. I like to see people go and get their dreams and be happy with life. So that was really encouraging. And I thought to myself, what was the first conversation like? You know, like, at, you know, because sometimes I think we scroll aimlessly. Uh, but I try to scroll with a purpose in mind. And I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm just like, okay, okay. I see this is a good move, but what was that first conversation? Like, did this person wake up and be like, you know what? I think I want to start an Ann's Pretzels, right? Like, like who, who introduced them to this? How did they get the capital, right? Uh, how did they lay the framework? Obviously, they, they, they bought into a brand that was already established. So I'm sure there's some pros and cons there. But Greg, what is the first conversation like? You come to me and you say, hey, look, I think you would be great at being a franchisee owner. And I say, yeah, that's cool. But are we talking Pizza Hut? Are we talking, you know, Planet Fit? Like, what is that first conversation like? Great question, Cody. The first conversation is mostly they come to me because they want, they want to get into franchising. Now, sometimes that conversation is, hey, I want to look at a brewery. Uh, what kind of breweries do you have? I don't know which ones would be a good one, which ones are available around here. What's the total investment? What's my role? How many hours do I have to put in? And generally speaking, that's what it is. Uh, sometimes they just come to me and they just don't know which franchise. They know they want to get into a franchise business, whether it's a semi-absentee, a part-time one, or a full-time business, whether it's service industry or brick and mortar. They, sometimes they just don't know. So they want to know. They want to be educated on what are the opportunities out there? Uh, what can they do? And how can they fund it? And so that's where we go through on the first phone call is really having my clients ask me as many questions as they need uh, to really feel comfortable about working with me. And then so I can get a feel for what they're looking to do to see if it's even reasonable uh, to go down that path of franchising with them. I, I like that. I like that because I, I, I guess my, my, my aim is like, 
I'm a, I'm a stickler for hesitancy. I don't know why. Maybe it's fear or whatever, but I understand that brands want less risk, so they license their products, their likeness, their name, uh, their science to individuals, to organizations to run the playbook that is designed. Right. One of the things that I struggle with is how much flexibility do you have? Right. Like in a franchisee, like like if I wanted to open up um, uh, Bob's Bur- Burgers, right. Bob's Burgers by, you know, on 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 the south side of Chicago. Right. And Bob is known for the ultimate Bob Burger. But, you know, I want to add, you know, um, a smoothie in there that Bob Burgers doesn't <laughs> offer. Am I okay to do that? Like, or is it a strict play-by-play, this is the manuscript you have to run as set follows? Great question, Cody. That goes back to uh, what you said a little bit earlier about an established brand. Uh, like Anne's Pretzels. Obviously, with Anne's Pretzels, it's an established brand. They've been doing it for a long time. They might not be as welcome to, you know, trying something new and different uh, right away on that. Whether now, if you go with an emerging brand that doesn't have a lot of franchises, they may be a little bit more open to it on that. But as far as creativity with each franchise goes, you still have a lot of creativity. There's still those franchises when they come up with new menu items, especially when you're talking about, you know, the, the, uh, the food industry, those menu items, most of the time, they come from existing franchisees who decide to try something different. And they just get with the franchise or and say, you know, this is what I want to try. And most franchises are open to you being a bit creative. Uh, probably not a good idea to be, to be a bit creative at first because you really want to get to know the brand. But if you find that your clients that are coming into your establishment want something other than what you're necessarily providing at that time, franchisers are very open uh, to being creative and trying new things. Uh, big risk because they haven't done it before. You're buying into a proven business model, as you said, a proven playbook on that. They know what works. They've reproduced it a few times. It does work that way. So if you want to try something new and different, you can, but it will just be a little bit more risky. And I've had people do that. Uh, definitely not something you want to do at the beginning. You want to get to know the brand. You want to get to know your clients that are coming in uh, uh, to your establishment, whether that be the services industry where you're providing tutoring services, senior care, or, you know, lawn care, whatever it is, or, you know, if you're getting into the brick and mortars, you want to get to know that brand quite a bit before you you start being a little bit uh, too creative because you bought into it because they've got that playbook. They know what works. They've done it before. Uh, So follow that to begin with. And then once you established yourself a little bit, get to know them, then you can start being creative. Franchisers are open to that. I like that. I like that. Get to know the brand first examine the relationship, examine the customers, how they interact and engage, and then see, is there room for possible expansion? makes a lot of sense. Look, we're going to hit how much capital does it take because I'm sure nothing in life is free. Uh, and I think that's the, the biggest roadblock to everything. And I want to know, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm like, you can start with, you know, $10. And I'm like, where you can start with $10? Sign me up. Uh, but just a quick break from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. 
All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Y'all, www.cvmkglobal.store, the best website for the best supplements. I'm telling you, we put in a lot of work, and we did these, and we created these supplements with you in mind. I want you to go there, use the code CVMK for 20% off at the discount section when you go to check out, get your, your pre-workout superpower, or if you want a milder one, Warrior Thirst, get the proteins. If you want the vegan stuff, you have Transform. If you want the way, you have the way. If you want the creatine, uh, we have super thick. But get it today, www.cvmkglobal.store. Okay, so we talk about franchisees, right? The cost of doing business or the opportunity cost is, to me, the biggest uh, roadblock to any decision. Uh, I was listening. I was on the, I want to say I was on a treadmill, it was last week, and I came across this uh, motivational speech sermon, probably more speech than sermon, uh, by Eric Thomas. One of my favorite go-tos when I'm on the stair, you know, stair, uh, or we're just doing cardio in general. Um, you know, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, right? And his segment is don't count the cost of going forward. And I was like, well, that's kind of unique, you know? <laughs> like, who doesn't ever count? the cost of going forward because that is the ultimate decision. I mean, there's costs aren't always financial, but the premise of his argument was it will cost you more to stay, to stand still or to go backwards ultimately in the end than to go forward. And so, you know, like everything, you know, I take it with a grain of salt and I say, ah, yeah, in part, this makes sense. You have to invest in oneself in order to achieve what you're trying to really go after. And I think that's the whole gist, right? Greg, what is the cost? And I'm sure there's many different, you know, depending on the franchise itself, depending on, you know, like you said, semi uh, attendee, is it full, is it brick and mortar? I'm sure there's levels to this. But honestly, if somebody's having a real conversation, when it comes to cost, where do we start? First thing to start with, Cody, is the franchise fee. So franchise fee is generally going to be the same, pretty close to the same for most franchises. It doesn't matter whether you get into the service industry or brick and mortar. You're looking at about a $50,000 franchise fee, which is a one-time franchise fee that you pay uh, to get to know everything that there is to know about that business. They get you out to their offices. They get you trained. They get you going, get you a mentor. One-time fee. Then the other costs are the royalties. The royalties, generally speaking, are between 5 and 10%. And that's what keeps that franchisor in operation. Uh, that's their incentive. The more you make, the more they make. So now we look at the real actual costs. The real actual costs are going to be what we call the total investment of that franchise itself. So when you're looking at those brick and mortar places, you know, your McDonald's, your Meineke, your Supercuts, your Great Clips, your Amcos, those brick and mortar places, generally speaking, for a total investment, including the franchise fee, everything you need to get it up and running, you're looking at around $300,000 plus on something like that. So that's a brick and mortar. You build it and they will come. General theme on that one. And with a great <laughs> franchise system, they will find you. They'll have a real estate team. They'll find you the right place. 
Okay. On the other end of the spectrum, we have what's called the service industry. The service industry is where your clients don't necessarily know you exist until they need you. Again, great franchise system to drive people to you when that need arises. For those, we're looking at a cost of a total investment of around $150,000, give or take. Uh, small office is generally all you need. Quite a few of them you can actually work from home where you go out and visit with your clients or your manager does if you do it semi-absentee. You, the clients won't come to see you. In that case, it's probably our, most of them are a little under $100,000 for that. And it doesn't matter whether you get into the brick and mortar or the services industry as far as how much you can make. Uh, they're both pretty comparable. They're, they're all trying to make certain that you can get into a good six-figure income. As far as how to pay for it, uh, there's a couple different ways to do it. Uh, generally speaking, you have two, two ways. Your money, other people's money. So your money. Right. I don't I don't like going into debt myself personally. Same. So what I did, I used my 401k plan from a previous employer. You can do a self-directed 401k plan where you create the C corporation or the company that uh, we have people that fund franchises all the time. By the way, that part's pretty easy. Just depends on which way you want to go. But you can use your 401k plan, uh, create a C corporation, and you just invest your retirement money into that franchise on that. That's using your own money, using other people's money. Generally speaking, most people think about is the uh, SBA loan. If you're looking at a services type franchise where it's around $150,000, then your SBA loan will require just about 20% down. And the loan will be for, you know, give or take around $150,000, an express loan, uh, which is real easy to do. So you put $20,000 into your checking account. The SBA puts the $150,000 in there. You just pay yourself back. You're good to go on that one. For the brick and mortar ones, it's going to be probably the SBA 7A loan. And it's going to be a little bit more of a down payment, around 20% or so on that one. That's going to get you going on that. Um, whether you go with the loan, other people's money, or your own money is, is really a personal decision on your part. Most of my investors prefer using other people's money because uh, then they can really grow on that one. They just want to make certain that the investment will service the debt. Hmm. I like that. I like that. I like the OPM because I don't want to use my own money. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I hate debt. And every time I see a bill, I just I just cringe. I'm like, oh, the cost of doing business. And, you know, and everything in me was like, this is going to pay off one day. This is going to pay off one day. <laughs> um, and that's the that's how you got to speak to yourself when you're you're an entrepreneur, particularly when you, you know, don't have a lot of capital. <laughs> so but that's that's that, I think that's the American way. Right. We we dig. We dig in. We put our plow to the share or our share to the, whatever however it's phrased, we put our plow to the ground, right? And and we we work, we work and we build this thing. Um, you know what's interesting, Greg? Regardless of it's your money, other people's money, you can't get something for nothing. And I think we're starting to shift to what I would call reality-based metrics and reality-based inspiration. Uh, getting away from, I would say, the, um, I don't want to say mysticism of it all, because that's not, that's not fair. As a person of faith, that, I think that's, that's not fair. But what I, what I mean is we're, we're getting away as the siren goes by, the beauties of living in Chicago. This is what you got to deal with, right? <laughs> Fire trucks and everything. This might not make the clip. Uh, no. So um, 
we're we're getting away from what I would call lofty lofty uh decision making lofty uh ungrounded what i would say strategy right where you know you create your vision board or whatever you do and somehow it just appears and it's more of a talk of to be where you want to be this is the price you pay and I, that still doesn't guarantee that it will be a success. There are certain mitigating factors, certain variables, certain things that will come about because life is life, right? And you have to be a steward and manage. Always the scripture that, you know, I think never gets quoted because it's not popular. It's in the book of St. Luke, Gospel of St. Luke. And Jesus says, if somebody wants to build up uh, a tower or a building, they must first count up the cost, lest they stop midway through the project and his friends point at him and laugh, right? Um, and it never gets quoted. Like, it's always one of the sayings of Christ that is like, oh, well, yeah, it's, you know, just never, maybe because it's not sexy, it's not cool, it's not, nobody wants to hear that, you know, if you do something and you fail and it was your fault, you know, you can't blame God, right? <laughs> so that's a, that's a hard, that's just a hard, this is a hard, hard pill to swallow. So, but I, I do think we're starting to get to this idea that you're going to pay something, whether you paid in the front end, the back end, the middle, all the way through, every decision and indecision has a cost associated with it. When you're counseling people, Reagan, and let's say they don't have a lot of capital. Uh, let's say they got approved for the SBA loan, right? And they say, hey, look, with all of our, and, you know, we've been in business, we're established, we have our licenses, we're, you know, verified by the state, here's the thing, here's IEIN, you know, um, from OPM and from personal money, you know, we might have a max of $500,000. I need a miracle. I can't, you know, if I give you all my eggs, I have nothing to cook with, right? How, what, what are those conversations like? How do you counsel them through that? Well, if they've got $500,000, they're good to go. I mean, there's many different franchises you can get into on that one for for that. Generally speaking, when, when it comes to the money part of it, each franchise is going to be a little bit different in their criteria. For the uh, for the brick-and-mortar franchises, they're looking at people with a net worth of you know, $300,000, $500,000 or more because they want to make certain they don't run out of money. That's the biggest thing here. Nobody wants anybody to run out of money and fail. It doesn't look good. On that, you'll see in the franchise disclosure documents when you get there, the number of franchisees who started the franchise and are still running it and the number of franchisees who started it and are no longer running the franchise itself. We like to see a success rate of 85 or 90 percent or better on those. That means the franchisor was really good at picking out those that they feel are going to be uh, successful on that. So with the money point, that's one of the things that we'll go through together is look taking a look at your finances and where you are with that and what franchises you'll qualify for from a financial standpoint on that. And yeah, most people, I would say, probably use other people's money. Well, actually this year has been about 50-50. A lot of them have used their own money on that. A lot of them have used other people's money. But that's one of the conversations, Cody, that we'll go through together is, you know, what do your finances look like? What is it that you can realistically afford to invest without, you know, running out of money and putting yourself, uh, you know, under? I like that. I like that. Look, I want to talk. I want to tackle. I want to get into it. 
why did you go down this route? What made you pivot? Uh, you know, I know when uh, Hina reached out to me, you know, one of the things that kind of struck my eye was, you know, you, you, there wasn't, you, you kind of quoted it like this. It didn't make sense to climb the corporate ladder anymore. Right. And so I want to get into, you know, should we keep climbing? Is the ladder leaning against a building that no longer exists? Is the building dilapidated? You know, we're going to get into the really the economic situation in the U.S. after a quick word from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Oh, www.cvmkglobal.store. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. Get the pre-workout superpower. Look, I had an amazing workout last night. I was with my trainer. We both used superpower. Loved it. He loved it. Everybody started asking, you know, what's going on? What's going on? Like, what are you guys using? Because that's what we do in a gym, right? If you get results, people ask questions. That's why we had Greg on, because if you get results, people ask questions, right? So, but you want results? www.cvnkglobal.store. All right, so let's 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 talk about this. The shift. Something happened to me, Greg. I became VP, and I was living on top of the world. So I thought, and life happened, and it kept happening. And I realized that when you get to certain levels, it's not about performance anymore. Companies get bought out, you know, they pay you their file package or whatnot, but you got to go with the tide. It becomes a game within a game, and it's no longer about servicing the customer, making the customer happy, you know, feeling good about what you do. And I realized that playing this role, I will always be chasing something that doesn't want me. But if you go into entrepreneurship, and even though it sucks, because anybody that, unless you start off with like a million dollar loan from your dad or somebody, you know, then, you know, hey, entrepreneurship is the coolest thing on the planet because you got capital. You can go up to the bank and say, hey, look, I got a million to start with. I need your, my million to match your five million. And, you know, now you're doing business, right? Scalability. But if you don't start with that and you just start with a little bit more humble beginnings, it is like climbing Mount Everest, but there is a satisfaction in being free that the other way, the corporate way can't give you. Greg, what was that pivoting point for you? Like when you came to a decision, it was like, you know what, this is cool, but it's not what I envisioned. What was that moment for you? When I got through reading Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I was getting my master's degree in business, and I read that book and realized, hey, there's something better out there. I can do something better. I, when I was an engineer over at Motorola Semiconductor, uh, microelectronic circuit engineer with a, one of my friends, we bought uh, dry cleaners and we bought some storage units, got some rental properties out there. And you know, I was already doing something on the side thinking that, you know, because, you know, like you were saying there, uh, Cody, in the corporate world, and, you know, there's there's ceilings that you reach. You know, when you when you're in that one job position, you can't make more than that because 
in that job position, they're, they're bracketed. You have to move up into a different job position or move up. And then you're still bracketed with how much you can make. And I realized then that I was reading, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I realized, you know, if you really want to make it, you got to get out of this corporate thing. I mean, you, you've got ceilings that, that you can't break through, but just because that's how they have it structured. So if you really want to make some money, so make, make some decent money, you've got to go out there and you've got to get your own business. You've got to do something else one way or the other. So I tried private businesses and that was my, my turning point for getting into business, uh, other businesses for that. But getting into the franchising world, um, the pivoting point there was I got laid off. It was like the best thing in the world that ever happened to me at the time. I was, I think my, one of my bosses realized what I had realized a while ago is that my heart's just not in this corporate thing anymore. I'm just, just not seeing that where I'm going to climb up and I'm going to be, you know, an engineer too, or instead of making, you know, hundred thousand a year, I can now make $125,000 a year. And then I have to be in that position for so many years and then I make it to the next engineer position where I can make 150,000 a year. It's like, well, that's going to take forever to get me what I really want. And that's, you know, the freedom to do the things that I want to do when I want to do them. Cause they still wanted you in your desk at from 7am to 5pm. Right. All the time. So there's a difference. There's, there's a couple of different things to look at. One is the amount of money I can make. And then it's, it's like, well, what about time for myself and time for things that I want to do? So if I want to do the things I want to do when I want to do them and make the kind of money I want, I, the only way to go was to get out of the corporate structure and to get a business, whether it be a privately owned business or a franchise business. It's, uh, from my standpoint, after going through that and getting my MBA and, and reading Robert's books, I realized that this corporate thing just wasn't going to get me to where I wanted to be. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and I think the same thing happened to me after, after a layoff. Like it was, it was when you realized that it was not designed for you, it was designed to make the system continue. Right. Um, Adam Smith and his, and his book, uh, the invisible hand talks about, you know, this, this kind of, undergirded power that is always going to protect um, the owners, right? And I realized that in capitalism, the freedom or the science behind success is in ownership, it's an entrepreneurship, right? It's not in, not that there aren't great jobs, because I mean, if I, you know, like I have LeBron um, in, in cartoon form on my shirt, because uh, I'm a huge LeBron fan, like if I was 6'9", 260, you know, it'd probably be amazing to play with the Lakers. It's probably the best employee job <laughs> you could ever have. You know, you're making 30, 40 million a year. It's, you know, I don't have a lot to complain about. Uh, but everybody's not going to be that. Everybody's not going to be this amazing athlete. So for us that don't get above, you know, six feet, um, how, how can we carve out our own niche, right, in the world? Uh and you start realizing very quickly that in order to really bring about the things that keep you up at night, and I'm, I'm not talking about the negative things, but like the visions that you have for yourself, that is a gift that I believe God gives every human being so that they can pursue it, so that they can pursue it, right? Not so that you could just sit on your laurels but that it is a it is an applied effort so that you can fully uh, bring about your destiny, and that comes through you know stuff like franchises, other adventures and, and investments, uh, into this route that you can build something worth hanging your hat on, right? So 
You wrote this book, and I'm interested. As an author right now, I'm reading, I have it over there, Be Useful by Arnold. Uh, I want to talk about the book. I'm, I'm really into books. Uh, I'm really into learning more. I think the sign of wisdom is when you realize how ignorant you are. And I tell everybody, yeah, I'm, I'm ignorant most days, but there's days that I'm better. Right? <laughs> All right, so, so Greg, uh, first of all, before we get into the depth of the book, Writing is difficult. I'm trying to write now. I'll write 20 pages and then I'll have like a six month furlough where I just don't even write because I can't like it's hard to just get the words out. Right. What inspired you to write this book? There are so many people that I've worked with over the last 10 years that have asked, been asking me the same questions over and over again. And as I said, you know, franchising is not uh, not right for everybody. I don't try and convince people it is. So I've had so many people that ask me about franchising and want to know about it. So what I did was I put it down into, into my book, Real Freedom, all the steps that you go through to investigate franchises, what to look for, how they're structured, uh, how to do the investigation process. And then I included in there some real world examples of the people that I've worked with. And so what I wanted to get out was just more education. I'm all about educating people about franchise. Not everybody that I come across or introduced to a franchise is going to invest in a franchise. That's a given. So it's never, you know, you're never wasting my time. It's all, it's all good. It's what we do. But I wanted to educate people about franchising. And they ask me so many questions all the time and so many of the same ones. that I thought, you know, I've got to put all this down in the book and just get this book out to people and let them read it. Let them determine for themselves. Does this sound like a path that I want to take? Is this a good option for me? Because it's always good to have options. You may not choose that option, but it's out there and you've got it. So this way you can learn a lot about franchising just by reading my book. If you don't want to, you know, pick up the phone and give me a call, you just want to read into it a little bit, check out the book. I was amazed when it hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. I didn't know that so that many people actually really wanted to know about franchising, which is just phenomenal. I just thank God that, you know, that so many people loved it. So many people enjoyed it. That so many people picked it up. But it is a good way to get to know how franchises are structured, get to know about franchises a little bit, the different types of territories that you can get getting in a franchise attorney. Uh, you know, if you're in another country, you want to come here. I've got an example on that. If you want to turn your business into a franchise, I've got a chapter on that as well. Becoming a franchise as well. So all sorts of questions are answered on there. And again, real world examples of people that I have helped. I like it. I like it. Uh, that, that sounds like a, a good read and something I need to uh, definitely investigate. Look, I know we're coming uh, to a close. I know we're coming to time, and I really want to appreciate you. Got a couple more, couple more. I've been, I've been sitting here just listening, right? I've been listening. I was like, you know, this is interesting. This is interesting. Um, I really want to go into um, how, and this is something that I think is a, is a little nuanced. Is there, and if you don't have the answer, it's fine. I didn't, you know, submit the question earlier. So <laughs> with, with franchisees, I think with business as a whole, right, there has to be a disruptor. I think disruption is the child of instability and creativity, right? Disruption, right? So... I think, and this is me, the disruption is somehow, and I don't know how this happens, 
and I think it goes back to OPM. In order to maintain um, brand brand legacy, I think is the best way to say it. We have to get the brand into more hands. So I feel like, particularly in depending on how the next election goes, when it comes to financing and it comes to raising capital, obtaining capital, um, there's going to be more of a art towards it, not a science, but an art. <laughs> is there movement? And this is for you, Greg. Is there some type of like, you know, chamber? I don't mean like chamber, but like, what are they, what are they called? Oh my gosh, it escapes me. Um, then I call like chambers, but they call like like groups where like sometimes venture capitalists will go and like they become a part of this, and it's like an accelerator program. That's what it's called. Is there some type of accelerator program that says like, like hey, look, I understand SBA loan. We're working on that. You got you know so much of the bank, uh, but we have this kind of you know uh, uh, group that you know we really work with potential franchisees owners. It's a bit more creative. You know, we ask for some equity in it and whatnot, but, you know, we want to get people up and running. Is there some type of nuanced accelerator program that could benefit somebody like me? No. Sorry. Oh, no, short answer to that. I know. <laughs> hey, I like Maybe. short answers. <laughs> yeah, short answer to that. When it comes to investing in a franchise, we the people that we work with, um, you know, people ask me that all the time. So going to your bank is kind of a challenge because banks don't always want to invest in whatever it is you've got on that. I've got people, I've got four or five different groups that all they ever do is invest in franchises. Okay. Franchises have a proven business model. That part is simple. All it comes down to is your credit and your net worth, depending on which one you get into. If you've got 650, 700 credit score better, and you've got the necessary net worth to get into the franchise, Pretty much you're in with my people because that's all they do all the time is invest in franchises. So investing in something like that is pretty simple. There's no um, there's no angel investor groups or anything like that okay. that I know of necessarily right off the top of my head that uh, uh, they'll help you. There's probably some programs out there and my my funding people know more about the different programs and the details than I do on that one. If you're interested in getting a franchise and I put my people in front of different funding folks so you can do a compare and contrast, they'll have different opportunities and different fundings. We just went over a couple of them, the 401k, a rollover in the SBA loans, but there's other programs that you can get involved in as well. That'll do it. The only challenge would be is if your credit score is not really, um, you know, if it's 600 or below, that gets to be more of a challenge because then there's not a whole lot of people uh, that'll do anything for you, but there are people that will help you increase that credit score. It's about the only thing I can come up with on that on that front. That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm always I'm always curious because I'm like, man, as much as I always say this, if the rules change, it opens up opportunities. If the rules stay static and the criteria is this, it's it's a call to meet the standard. I don't think it's a bad or a good thing. I think it's just a, a standard that has been you know, established. But I'm always interested. I'm always interested. I'm always interested. Look, when we come back, we're going to know. We're going to connect Greg. He can give us a sign up where we can follow him. We can purchase the book. Just a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Subscribe here, 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 here. 
everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. Y'all look, subscribe to the YouTube channel, CVMK. We have some amazing things rolling out for 2024. Some things that are in the work uh, that really have been working on last, I would say, couple of years, right? So stay tuned. Obviously, where the best supplements are, www.cvmkglobal.store. Great. They wanted to reach out to you, right? And it's like, man, look, you know, I'm interested in this franchise world. I don't know where to begin. I don't know if it's a... Uh, uh, Trulon or if it's Ann's Pretzels or if it's White Castle. I don't know. I just know I got to get into this and you're the guy. How do I get in contact with you? Simply go to my website franchisemaven.com that's franchise M-A-V as in Victor E-N.com email me at greg at franchisemaven.com or just pick up the phone and give me a call at 361-772-6401 I do not have an answering service for anybody else answering the phone for me. I do it all myself. So if I don't answer, leave a message and I will give you a call back. I like that. He does all himself. So you get his, you get him. You don't get somebody and, you know, whoever, whatever part of the world you actually get, Greg, when you call, y'all go to franchisemaven.com, connect with him, say, look, I'm interested. I want to get into this. Uh, also, buy the book. Where can I get the book? My webpage. You can, it's simple. You can go to Amazon if you want. Uh, to get the book, if you like, you know, reading it on Kindle or something like that. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, go to my website, front page right there, link to my book, click on that, give me your email address, and I'll send you a PDF copy of my book. You want a hard copy? Same thing. Go to my website, fill out the Learn More form right up there on top, click on that, fill out your information, your address, and I will send you a free copy. See, he's getting out of his book, y'all. Go to the website, fill out the information, get it today. And if you want to keep seeing amazing content like we have today, amazing leaders, you know what you got to do. Connect with your boy. We already went through it. YouTube, Stephen K, Instagram, Stephen K underscore global. It is what it is underscore show. You guys, we are over 62,000 followers on CVMK global. It's underscore global, right? Make sure you get it right. You see the white bear? was the black bear. It was the white background. That's the page. <laughs> get it. CVMK33. And until next time, guys, I want to thank my guest, Greg Moore. He's been absolutely amazing. Connect with him. He's a true leader in this space. And I want to thank you for listening. Until next time. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed. And yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape. And it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need super thick.